0: by sound it's under my feet, under my feet. Hey, glory, 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 glory. meaning why i think it would be important for us to go to the scriptures uh here and there um some, some some people may not know this. It's good to see everybody, by the way. Yeah, but this internet situation has started. I haven't even gone far. I think I think um, if if you if you have been if you have if you have been through discipleship class, you will learn that uh, we've already looked at. We've already looked at how the Bible says, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. I'll give you shepherds after my own heart who feed you with knowledge and wisdom and judgment. (laughs) Say something. I tried. there's a brother no I missed something there was nothing like that the brothers are blameless they're without spot or wrinkle (laughs) they only have any such thing but they don't have spot or wrinkle (laughs) they only have any such thing but the sisters both have spot and wrinkle and any such thing Okay, so please allow me to proceed. I can try to log in. Yeah, so the Bible is clear that God who gave us shepherds after his own heart will feed us with knowledge and wisdom and judgment right so that's Jeremiah 3 15 that we are looking at um, the Bible says I will give you shepherds after my own heart and he, he literally said shepherds so you Hophites are enjoying that because you have shepherds now what God did also you find corresponding scriptures in in books like Ephesians chapter four verse eleven which says um, in ephesians four verse eleven which says and God and Christ gave gifts himself so Christ gave gifts of men ephesians four verse eleven The Bible teaches us that Christ gave gifts. And in those gifts, some apostles, some prophets. Let me just open it for you. So, that's uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. The Bible says... Amplified Classic says, and his gifts were varied. They were varied. He himself gave men to us. Are you seeing that? So God gave men to us as gifts. God gave men to us as gifts. I know some of you just think gifts are like, you buy me food and chocolate. Then that's a gift. But... A a gift can be in the form of a human being, at least according to God's standard. So the Bible says he gave us gifts of men. Some were apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. Right? That's what the Bible is saying. So these are gifts so god gives us gifts in form of men and i will tell you something about gifts there are people that uh may not so much to say need need to receive things from god in order for them to deliver them the person is already a gift so they already have those things there are some things that some people can only do under supernatural empowerment but then there's some people who have been naturally endowed with supernatural empowerment they are gifted people right if you study the bible and you see some of the things that uh joshua i mean that that Gideon did for example Gideon blew a trumpet one time and a lot of people gathered around him It took a lot of strength. How do you blow a trumpet and the whole tribe comes to you? That's a lot But the bible says for him to do that the bible says the spirit of the lord came upon him That means he did it under inspiration Meanwhile for samson He didn't need a moment of inspiration in order for him to do feats of strength. He was gifted like that. I don't know if you get my point. So there are people who are gifted. Things that you need a lot of inspiration from God. For them to do those things, they may not need that inspiration because they've been imbued and endured with those gifts. (laughs) There are people to reach a certain level of wisdom. They will need an inspiration <sighs> in the moment for them to give a certain level of wisdom. And even other people who are watching, they're like, hey, how are they Mindless, eh? I something. but then there are people who, whether they are sleeping, they are wise. Whether they are just looking, they are wise. It's just like that. They are gifts. So what you normally do when you join these meetings, you make sure you are muted. Okay, sisters. So it's a gift. It's always like that. You just find there are people who who are gifted like that, right? Um, There are people who they have to wait for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to prophesy you need to close the doors for me. There are people who need the inspiration of the spirit to prophesy. But there are people who will not need inspiration. They already have the gift. There's prophesying under, under inspiration because the spirit has moved you to be able to see. But then there are people who seem to have the gift. All it needs is to be triggered. And then there are people who they have the spirit of a prophet. So it seems as if in the spirit they've got the tools. These are people who for you to see a vision, you may need to like fast in the caves for 21 days. But when you find a person who's in the office of a prophet, he may wake up Last night, he was eating pumpkins. In the morning, he's eating sweet potatoes. He starts seeing visions. There's nothing you can do about it. That's just how the guy is made. He may not even be fasting. they, They are the gift. Because remember the Bible says, and God gave gifts of men. God gave gifts of men. What I'm trying to tell you is, now imagine, imagine this. You have people that among you, brothers and sisters, that for them to manifest, they have to wait for God to move on them a certain way. Meanwhile, God has given you people that it almost seems as if they don't have to wait for God to move a certain way. They are just like that. They are gifts, they are a blessing. god puts them in certain positions they are gifts you see this is why this is why this is why the the, the operation of the gift does not depend on a person's uprightness <clears throat> no because they've already been given a gift normally when god gives a gift he doesn't ask it back we, we looked at romans eleven twenty nine. so This is where we have a situation as in Matthew chapter 7, where the Bible says, but some people will say, but we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons. We healed the sick. And God is not saying you didn't do that, but he's just rejecting you. Because you see, the way the gift is, it can be very deceptive. It can reach a point where you're not praying, you're not fasting, but it's working. Because for you, you don't have to wait for God to move on you a certain way for you to manifest a gift. It has become a part of you. So it's an advantage and a disadvantage. (laughs) I'll give you an example. You find there are people who sing. It doesn't matter how much they have sinned. They will still show up and they will sing perfectly. There are people who can preach. It doesn't matter how much they have sinned. They will preach perfectly. There are people with the gift of being a deacon. It doesn't matter how they have sinned. It's called the gift of saving. They will just do the work flawlessly. Why? Because a point reaches where that gift does not have to wait for God to come and steer a person up. No, the person has become the gift. So they just manifest. But God designed that to be a blessing so that we could have manifestations of God dimensions among us without waiting for God to come down and do certain things. And pastors are those dimensions of God that God has gifted. Because the Bible says, and I will give you pastors after my own heart, Who will feed you with knowledge and wisdom and judgment? All right. So that means these people have already been invested with knowledge and wisdom and understanding and judgment. That they don't have to wait for God to come down and inspire them. It's like sometimes when you ask them a question, they already have an answer because God has has already invested those things. Are you seeing that? So these gifts are designed to be precious to us. They are a blessing. They are designed to be a blessing. So if any of them are taken away, if anything happens to them, we are the ones who suffer, not them. Do you remember what happened to James? The Bible says, Herod got James and killed him with a sword. Now, Obviously, sometimes you find that, you find that when they heard that James has been arrested because, you know, tradition has it that the first time they wanted to kill James, they took him to a cliff and they threw him over a very high cliff. They threw him over a very high cliff. When they checked, they found he was just walking down. So you can imagine how much that was a win for the church. They were like, ah, we told them, James is dangerous, he's corrosive. But then... This other time they heard that he's been arrested. They were just like, ah, as a choker, Jemu, the man of God. But how will they killed James? Huh? I'm sure they said, ah, as a choker. And he would just resurrect. They prayed, they prayed. Mm, the man of God was gone. You've read the book of James. Imagine now, um, imagine now how many revelations they missed from James, the elder. How many things they would have learned from James with his walk with God, with his revelation and his love for the Jewish nation. Imagine what they would have learned from from James. But he died. So who suffered? Who died with the revelations? So the people to whom the gift was given are the ones who suffered. So that's why the Bible says, when they heard that Peter had also been arrested, the church prayed strenuously for him. Acts chapter 12, the church began to pray for Peter overnight. Can you imagine? Now imagine, they probably never had the habit of prayer. Someone stood and said, "Mm -mm, that's what happened on James. We are telling you, let's pray for him. You are saying, that Choker is our man of God. We are not going to take a risk on on peter because imagine if peter dies ah i'm not ready that's how they bunched themselves up and they began to pray and then we see something special happening we see an angel being released because an angel was released to go and touch peter and peter thought he was dreaming he was having a vision but it was as a result of those prayers that that angel came and released peter from prison the same prison that got james killed peter came out the difference is because in one account when james was arrested the church did not pray for james but when peter got arrested they said hey no sir so they and the bible doesn't say they prayed the bible says they prayed strenuously you understand what that means it means they knew that this is the only way we can help him come out now imagine if you build a culture of praying for your pastor and not just when hearing that something is wrong somewhere That's when you gather to begin praying um, emergency prayers. But then you have made a culture. So in, in 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 this ministry, normally what happens is the first day of the month, the leaders fast and pray for me. But it would be good if all of you would join, whether you're fasting or you're not fasting, join. You know, there are other things that are involved. Uh, But you begin to... But I'll also tell you why you need to pray for your shepherd. So, number one, he's your gift. He's a manifestation of God. There's a manifold wisdom and beauty of God that you're always exposed to consistently that probably you don't have or your friend doesn't have in your pastor. So that's supposed to be your blessing because the Bible says... He gave gifts of men. So God has gifted you with the gift of a man. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. It's a gift. So God loves to give gifts of men to men. The same way each of you is a particular special gift to a people, to a family. You are a gift. One day they will realize it they realize you were their gift, you know. So when you are given this gift, you try in all power to guard it. You try in all power to guard it. And one way to guard it is in prayer. Why? For starters, because your pastor is a human being and he needs your prayers. Although he is a divine being, he's a human being, and every human being needs prayers. Ephesians 6 verse 18, the Bible talks about praying in with all manner of prayer in the spirit for all saints. Now, is your pastor a saint? If the answer is yes, then you need to pray for him. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding on behalf of all the saints. So if your pastor is a saint, it means he qualifies to be prayed for as well. All right. I should read verse 19. Paul says, pray also for me. Are you saying that? Pray also for me. Now, already we are seeing a situation where Paul is asking for prayer here. He's saying, pray also for me. Because sometimes when you tell people to pray for the saints, they leave out the man of God. <laughs> See? So Paul says, this is Paul, the mighty apostle, he says, pray also for me that freedom of utterance may be given me. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think people understand that to, to, to reveal the mysteries of God the way we do, it just. it's not just a matter of being able to know things. that's a gift. It's an ability for us to always preach and you are on your edge. you hear a sermon where there's revelation there is. you're listening to silent hand of God, you are listening to forces of prophecy, you are listening to importance of trouble. you are listening to the way of kings. All those, those things are mysteries that are in the spirit. And to have access to them means it's not just speech that I have. It means God gave me a special kind of speech called utterance. It's the Spirit of God who gives that. You don't just have that. That means we submit ourselves in prayer. You want to hear things that are going to help you grow in the Spirit. Do you know people who prayed so that utterance is given to me that I may have access to these mysteries that are in the Word of God and make them plain to you so that your life can be bettered? Don't think it is just talking. Don't think it's just Bible school. FYI, I've not been to Bible school. I've not been to Bible school. So that means I depend absolutely on the Spirit to help you. Are you saying that? So the point I make is you will need to pray that utterance is given. So Paul is praying. That I may open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mysteries of the good news, amazing. So, in this, in this, in this case, we're already seeing Paul asking for prayer. But I want us to see a few other places where Paul was asking for prayer, so that you realize that it's important. Uh, but before uh, I do that, maybe let's look at why you need to pray for your pastor in more in very direct terms uh Matthew chapter 26 this this is an interesting scripture because it just you know it just goes for the head just goes for it Matthew chapter 26 right Um, Verse 31, the Bible reads, Then Jesus said to all of them, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. It is written, strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So one of the best ways in which a whole congregation is scattered is when the shepherd is struck. So you find in many ministries where you hear, ah, they caught the pastor stealing. They caught the pastor in a cascando. People don't even hesitate. They are just like, I was in a fake papa church. They're out. Anything happens there. And people, they are they ain't loyal. They're gone. They just hear a karuma. Some people just on a karuma. They'll forget everything you ever preached to them. They'll just say, that, that thing I heard. You don't even have evidence. That thing I heard. Hey, I oh, man, me. I've just been looking at ah, I don't trust you. These young pastors. Just like that. So, you should be praying for us. Pray for these pastors who were recently appointed. Pray for them. Because once they hear this happened to that pastor, they will now say, Ah, no, you know these things. It's not just that pastor. It starts from the senior pastor. That's why the problem started. It's a trickle-down theory. They even say things they don't understand. Because people just enjoy finding fault. It's weird like that. People are into fault-finding. It's, it's a hobby. you know. So once, once anything happens to your pastor, then the vision that you've believed in, imagine how you have posted. Forcing hope down every person's throat. Any person who has not been to hope has not been to church. Some of you, the way you come out imagine the shame that you have to you have to walk away with so so you pray you pray for your pastor oh lord please please keep my pastor keep the pastors as well you pray for it's just important because you don't want any spirit of scandal to come kill, you and destroy but then also as I studied the Bible, I began to know, yeah, so the moment the shepherd is struck like that, the whole congregation is gone. I can tell you churches that split because there was a scandal on the pastor. You've heard things before. The church can't stand it. So integrity, preservation, all those things are important for you. If you feel like you are part of a vision, they are important for you to pray for your pastor. And all those who, are, who pray for their pastor, the intercession group, don't think because you're praying for a pastor then you become greater. You know, there are people who people who get tempted to feel great. They even tell you, yeah, so as I was praying, this is what I was seeing. Huh. Okay. If you now like can tell the pastor, hey, what I'm seeing when I'm praying. Yeah. The two, people, two people who are likely to be tempted with pride. The intercession team, Number one. Number two, givers. Yeah, 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 yeah. People who give, they can tell you what to do. So when you begin to give, you must be humble. And when you begin to intercede for pastor, you should be humble. You should not start feeling like, yeah, um, uh, you know me, I just, I know if I don't pray for the man of God, uh, things will not be okay. And in this church, I've been feeling the burden, the burden. Uh, like it's bad, it's a burden, it's that bad, like, I pray alone, I pray alone in this church, burden, burden, okay? So, when you begin praying, the more humble you should become, the more humble you should become, with those your burdens, (laughs) make sure, they do not make you bad, the burdens, the more you give, the more humble you should become, so that those, your your giving burdens, do not make you greater than the people you should be lesser than. Always make yourself lesser than some people. It will make you live longer. You and your burdens. So, moving forward, I want to read a little bit more this portion of scripture because it reveals more in in verse 36 of chapter 26 the bible says then jesus came with them to a place called gethsemane and said sit there while i go and pray over there and he took with him peter and the two sons of zebedee and he began to sorrowfully to he began to sorrow and deeply distressed then he said my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death stay with me and watch with me that word watch with me is a word to mean pray with me it means be spiritually alert it's not just watching fiatwari and Daku at Yukutamba tower no it's literally prayer it's a kind of prayer in the book of Abaku, it says i will stand my watch that's why some people call them watches time to be awake and to pray it's an awake uh, being awake for praying Okay some people say we are doing the midnight watch the morning watch okay it's not just watch now the so yeah, it's watching for praying you are watching like a watchman alert and doing something okay so he says stay and watch with me he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed oh father if it is possible let this cup pass um from me nevertheless not i not as i will but as you will then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and he said to peter what you 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 could you not watch with me for an hour in other words other versions even say could you not pray with me for an hour then he says watch and pray be alert for purposes of prayer lest you enter into temptation then he says the spirit is indeed willing but the flesh is weak Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, it will be done. And he came and found them sleeping again, for their eyes were as heavy as a 25 kg bag of roller meal. I added that other part. So relax. So he left them. Um went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. So, look, Jesus was, from the passage that we have seen here, Jesus was simply asking for prayer support. That means even ministers of the gospel need prayer support. Because it's like three times Jesus said, I'm going to pray. You remain here praying. And then they said, ah, but that's a canap. See? So, even Jesus needed prayer support. Jesus, forget Paul, forget Pastor Daniel. Jesus told his disciples, you guys, you can't pray with me for an hour. Jesus needed prayer support to an extent that, you know, I think because it was clear that his disciples were not going to to stand with him and pray with him, there's a a particular account that I want to lead you to show you. Uh, In Matthew, in Luke chapter 22. In Luke chapter 22. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at Luke 22, verse. Aha. Uh-huh. Luke 22, verse 39, the Bible says, Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Look at this. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. You are not praying with the man of God and it's clear that what you want to do is take a nap. That's what you call it. Meanwhile, you mean uh, sleeping for G. But I end up, if they wake you up (laughs) and you say, why are you disturbing me? I'm studying. Meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, you are fast asleep but you are calling it a, a nap. You know? So because Jesus did not have human support As he prayed, God knew what he needed was angelic support. So an angel came to strengthen him. Meanwhile, he had 12 disciples that would be strengthening him. But because they wanted to just see something on the pillow, (laughs) they wanted to just quickly see something, they would be right back. (laughs) They, They are just checking out. In fact, we are almost there just, you know, An angel came to strengthen him. And then the Bible says, and being in agony, I'll tell you, there's a level of of agony that you can have in life that it's hard to pray. And this is why an angel had to come to strengthen him. Because immediately afterwards, the Bible says, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. How can you be in agony and pray? because Jesus says he was sorrowful to a point of death when people are sorrowful to a point of death they fail to pray but there was supernatural strength which was made available when the angel appeared he began to strengthen him so that although he was in agony he was in in trouble with his soul with his mind the bible says he prayed the more but there are times when you don't you can't pray the more because you are so sorrowful that your friends now come in and they begin praying with you they begin offering prayer support so in any case Thank God for, 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 for angelics. I'm telling you, if there's an area where angels are always active, it is when you are praying. I was showing you last time. Oh, I think it's Kawata that I was teaching on incense. That, But anyways, in a season or moment of prayer, angels are in some of their most active states so if you want angelic activity in your life it becomes important for you to be prayerful amen now the point i just wanted to make there is that even jesus needed prayer support imagine king of kings lord of lords as long as he was a human being he needed prayer support so if jesus needed prayer support why are you exhorting me above him saying ah our pastor is corrosive he doesn't need prayer I don't know why I'm enjoying this word, corrosive. So, (laughs) I need to stop abusing it. So, I know you think I'm corrosive, but I still need prayer. Because even Jesus, when he was here, as corrosive as he was, he still needed prayer. Now, think of your sister. Your corrosive sister. She also needs prayer. So, always pray for one another. It's very important, but also pray... Pray for your pastor. Now, when you study the Bible, you you begin to notice that Paul, several times, he was not even requesting for prayer. He was telling them to pray. He was telling them to pray. All right. In Romans chapter 15, verse 30, the Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, That you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Are you seeing that, that expression? There's a level of support needed. Now, I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. There are some people who are just, they don't believe in a man of God. They think every man of God is just a businessman. So the moment they will ever have a chance to come for the man of God, the man of God will need deliverance. Forget the evil spirits from human beings who don't believe. They don't believe, so they will just go for him. See that? So sometimes we need deliverance, not from powers of darkness, but from human beings. How do you pray against that one? I'm just wondering, how does this guy, how can this guy hate someone like that? How? Okay. So that's Romans chapter 15, verse 30. All right. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may be, and may with you be refreshed. I sense the presence of of God. So strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah beautiful beautiful there's just a presence that's just beautiful sometimes it's just beautiful praise god now you don't have to sense the presence of god even if you don't sense it it's still with you by the way but sometimes you just sense it and i sense it in this moment all right Who is like you, oh Lord? You created us in your likeness. Who is like you, oh Lord? You have made us to be your very own. We lift our heads. To the great I am, who was sent to his, and is to come. We lift our heads to the great I am, who can compare with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. All right, let's proceed. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Paul begins to talk about God who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You also helping together by praying for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given. So he's saying, when you begin to pray for us as well, as you help to pray for us, we'll be delivered so that the gift which God gave us can be experienced by many more people. Are you seeing that? So sometimes the reason why the gift God has given us has not reached South Africa, has not reached other countries is because somebody ain't praying for us. Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 18, we already looked at it. Verse 19, where Paul says, And pray also on my behalf that utterance may be given in the opening of my mouth. Philemon chapter 1, verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter four verse two. Colossians chapter four verse two. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Prayer must be accompanied with thanksgiving. It's a whole topic, but we'll not delve into us. Verse three. Praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us a door for the word. You know, the fact that the word is nice does not mean a door is open for it. Sometimes powers of darkness close that door for the word to be received. Sometimes workplaces. So pray that a door may be opened for us. Pray for us. There are many people we must reach with the gospel, but you pray for us right very important first thessalonians 5 25 at the brethren pray for us brethren does not mean men means everyone second thessalonians 3 verse 1 finally brethren pray for us that the word of the lord may have free course now this is so powerful that the word of the lord might have free course the bible says in the city of ephesus the word ephesus ephesus the word of god grew mightily and prevailed that also tells you there was a there was a level of prayer which was invested for the word of god to grow mightily and prevail sometimes the word of god grows but it does not have free course it's struggling It's struggling. It's struggling. It does not have free course. It is struggling. It is struggling. It does not have free course. So how do we cause the word of God to have free course? Even sometimes even just in church, it takes a certain level of prayer. For the word we preach to have a place in people's ears and hearts. And that is created in prayer. Are you listening to me? So you pray for us that the word which we preach of access into people's ears and hearts, that it will have have accommodation. It takes power for the word of God to be accommodated. The fact that it's nice and powerful and sound does not mean to be affected. I mean it to be accepted. Someone must pray. Are you listening to me? That the word of God which is being preached, you know, some of you are... Some of you are in other countries. There is a level of prayer that must be invested where you are for the word of God to be accepted. Otherwise, it will not prevail. It will not have free course. You'll be there wondering, like, you know, somebody in Germany called me almost panicking, saying, Pastor, you need to come here. Pastor, you need to come here. There's need for Pastor Daniel here. Ah, now you see that you take him for granted here. There's a place where it's needed. And even if it goes there, it's not an easy thing. I sing that. So you, 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 you need to pray for the word of God to have free course, for it to even be accepted. Takes prayer. Because there are powers which have infiltrated people's minds with thoughts that are ungodly. So to dethrone those thoughts and replace them with the word of God Will require not just powerful preaching, but forceful prayer. That's why a ministry does not grow because the pastor is gifted. No, there has to be prayer that the word which is coming out of his mouth is accepted. It is having free course, it's prevailing on Facebook, it is prevailing. There are times when some preachers they just say something on Facebook, everyone is disagreeing. Uh-uh. I can't so on them, guys but everyone is pre- is just fighting it. why? Some people are not praying but I like it. you guys are prayerful. At the same time also uh, Philemon 122 at the same time also prepare me a lodging for I hope that through your prayers I'll be given to you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Are you seeing that? Pray for us. Pray for us. So the word of God is replete. With information to the effect that if you do not pray for your ministers, for your pastors, for myself, you are simply just being careless. There has to be time dedicated to praying for your pastors. In your zone, for example, take time to pray for your pastors. When we are praying in church, there are particular prayers which must be directed towards all the pastors and then there are also prayers which must be directed towards me. So, every zone must speak time where they are praying for their pastors. could be once a month. The way that, you know, the church takes time to pray for me on the 1st, because that's my birthday. Why not also just take time on the birthday of your pastor, on the birth date of, a, of your pastor? It could be It could be every ninth of the month. You just meet as a zone at midnight to pray for your pastor and to pray for Pastor Daniel, or maybe to pray for all the pastors. So can all the zones be doing that? You will see how strong we are going to be As a ministry, once we do that. Because once our leaders begin to prosper, the Bible says the oil flows from Aaron's head, then it flow it flows down, you know, his beard, then to his shoulder and to his garment. So let's make a habit of praying for me. It's very important. Then you see, every time you include me in my in your prayers, there is a level of participation in my grace that you begin to experience it's not just in giving it's also in praying for me that you begin to engage and participate and become a partaker of my grace in prayer you have access some things may be may be difficult to explain but i remember there was a time when i used to pray for a certain minister of the gospel because he just used to bless me so much and one time I appeared in his in his living room in a vision and and he was lying down on a sofa. I'll never forget that. And there was there was a huge tall angel who was standing right beside him, who looked at me and noticed my presence. And then I was snapped back to where I was. And then I noticed as I began to, to As I began to listen to that minister, I noticed we are very similar in many things. Then I realized I have become a partaker of this man's grace. So it's not just an issue of pastor pray for me. When you understand this dimension of the gospel, you spend time also praying for your pastor. Also, just generally as you're praying in tongues, find God begins to use your prayers to touch your pastor. And many other people, some you may not even be connected I remember one time I was praying, just praying in the spirit then God took me to a ditch in a village in Nigeria where he said as you begin to pray you are going to be covering this, it was like you know those mass graves where they were just attacked and everybody was killed so they just decided to dig them in one grave, one mass grave you know So God began to tell me that as you pray, it's like the prayers turned into the soil. And as I prayed, the the ditch was being buried. And they were targeting Christians in that community. So I began to pray. Sometimes you find that your prayer is touching some people in 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 areas where christianity is forbidden so it's it becomes important to pray for your pastor amen